Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Thursday night from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud as always to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. Since 1983, they are the people that you know, the brand that you trust when it comes to the car buying experience in Middle Tennessee. Trust them with your business and you will not be disappointed at Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. I am in tonight on the Bucks to be able to push for a Game 7. We will spend more time on the Bucks, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, that is, later on in the show when we get to the Brimac bounce-back candidate for the weekend. Promo code A to Z Sports gets you in on all the action in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Gary Ashton and the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage will get you in on great deals when looking for your dream address without the stress and help you find exceptional value uh, when you sell for more with the Gary Ashton team. And of course, you know that when you have HVAC needs of any kind, whether they be commercial or residential, Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. Okay, so uh, we have a lot to get to over the course of this evening. Uh, Donovan says, I love how Braves made it a point that he will do the chirping to you and no other reporters. <laughs> well, listen, me and, uh, we, we had a good time. Uh, we had a good time with Rabel today, uh, on the radio show. And, and he, uh, he, he looked, he looked kind of pissed, uh, initially. And I'll explain to you how exactly that happened during the press conference. When, if, if producer Reed is able to get the clip for us, uh, again, we are putting, uh, <laughs> Brad says you love putting, Love putting the pressure on the people that are in the position to make you look good. Well, yes, producer Reed, producer Adam, and producer Lucas on the radio show all make me look far better than I actually am, without question. So at this point, we will put the pressure on Reed because the reason that they make me look so good is because they're good at their job. So you can apply a little pressure and allow them to uh, allow them to rise to the occasion. I believe in pr producer Reed that he will be able to provide to us the comedic content that we need. But in the meantime, let, there is there is new developments in the NFL regarding vaccinations um, for media, for the coaching staff, for the players in particular. Something that came out yesterday from Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network. Two different sets of rules for players who are vaccinated and for players who are not vaccinated. Something that is going to make a significant difference with just how they go around or go about throughout the course of the offseason. For uh, for the Titans, it is something that we brought up with Mike Vrabel today and something that we are going to spend some time on. Uh, it's something that we're going to spend some time on throughout the course of the show, and you'll hear from the head coach on that matter momentarily. Before we do that, I want to ask you your Two Rivers Ford take, if you would be so kind. Let me know in the comment section on Facebook Live, on Periscope, on YouTube, and on Twitch TV. Your Two Rivers Ford take. Fair or foul, the NFL's requirements for vaccinations. Player, uh, from a player standpoint. Two Rivers Ford take here on a Thursday night. Please chime in with your response. And if you are not aware of them, I will read them to you momentarily. Right after I pull it up on Tom Pelissero's Twitter. In the meantime... I'm going to uh, remind you about who presents the Two Rivers Ford Take each and every night. That is our fine friends, our fine Ford-making friends and Ford-dealing friends at Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet. 
The Ford Blue Advantage program is an exceptional program because not only is Two Rivers Ford the best place to find a new vehicle, it is also the best possible place for you to go when searching for a pre-owned vehicle. What the Ford Blue Advantage does is allows you uh, to have it is it allows you to have um, 24/7 roadside assistance with your Ford Blue and uh, Ford Blue Advantage. Two Rivers Ford vehicle. It allows you to have exceptional customer service, like uh, like having been fully inspected, coming uh, being provided with a warranty, and as I mentioned, the twenty four seven roadside assistance for that extra peace of mind. If you're looking for a used car, truck, or SUV, go see my friends at Two Rivers Ford, or go through their entire inventory online as you choose at TwoRiversFord.com. The best in the business. The question that I'm asking you is fair or foul tonight on Facebook Live, Periscope, YouTube, and Twitch. The NFL's requirements of uh, <laughs> the NFL's requirements on the players. Now, it is important to mention that they are they are being allowed to make their own choices. They are being allowed to decide for themselves. It is not required, but their life gets made exceedingly difficult. So, if you're unfamiliar with the uh, the protocol modifications as Tom Pelosero of the NFL Network provided to the people. So for fully vaccinated players, let's go through the list. There is no daily testing required. Masks will not be required at the club facility or during team travel. No physical distancing required in the club facility with other vaccinated individuals. No quarantine required after high-risk exposure to COVID. No travel restrictions. No capacity limits in the weight room when all are fully vaccinated. You may eat in the cafeteria with other fully vaccinated individuals. No restrictions on social media, marketing, or sponsorship opportunities. That's an interesting one, that this can affect their sponsorship abilities. Uh, they may use the sauna or steam room. They may interact with vaccinated family and friends during team travel. So basically, you can do what you want as long as you get the shot if you're an NFL player. But if you are not, Listen to how stark and how uh, deeply contrasted the difference is between those who choose to get vaccinated and those who do not choose to get vaccinated. Because I'm sure many of you saw Taylor Lewan going off about this and, and kind of discarding the NFLPA for their lack of ability to, to negotiate better. In this regard, Cole Beasley has been doing a lot of chirping on Twitter. So for those not fully vaccinated in NFL facilities, the testing is required Every day, it's bold, it's highlighted, it's underlined. I'll hold it up to the camera to see, uh, to show you guys. Every day, testing required. They wanted to make sure that point gets across. Uh, masks will be required at the club facility during travel. You must remain socially distanced. Uh, must quarantine after high-risk exposure to COVID. Travel restrictions. 15-player limit in the weight room. Players must be physically distanced in the meal room. They not eat with teammates. Staff must grab and go. No meals in the cafeteria. No social, no media, no marketing, no sponsorship activities permitted. So if Derrick Henry has, and I don't know if Derrick's vaccinated or not. I'm just using him as an example. But if Derrick has some kind of promotion going on with Nike and they request his presence, or, or the Nissan Heisman house, if Derrick chooses to not get vaccinated by NFL letter of the law, as I understand it, he will not be permitted to participate in the Heisman House because that is considered media, sponsorship, and marketing opportunities, activities. Those will not be permitted 
for those of uh, those of who, them who are not fully vaccinated. They may not use the sauna in the steam room. They may not, may not leave the team hotel to eat in restaurants or interact with anyone outside of the team traveling party during team travel. The NFL is saying get vaxxed or tough shit, basically. So the question that I'm posing to you guys, is it is it fair or is it foul what the NFL is not requiring their players to do, um, but making making the, the difference clear in a way that, yeah, it, it's going to suck for you if you don't get this done. Dirk at times says players couldn't play in the NCAA without basic vax. Cole Beasley sounds like an idiot who's been following his uncle's Facebook a bit too much. Yeah, I, I haven't read all of Cole Beasley's tweets because they're largely stupid. Um, but I, I got the gist of it, and and Cole Beasley is is clearly uninformed on this. And and l- let me say this, okay? Because I, I don't vac shame. Um, I I I told you guys that it was, and this is my my personal information to disclose. I don't ask you guys if you're vaxxed. I uh, I don't I don't uh, I don't talk down to you if you're not. But for from my standpoint, I wanted to let you guys know that I did get vaccinated. Um, not just because it would allow me to do my job, but because for, for me personally, it was the right decision. Now for each of you who make your own individual decisions, of course, this is, uh, this is, uh, this is the right of everybody who is hanging out in this, uh, in this show. It's the right of everybody who is eligible for a vaccine to decide whether they can get it or not. Um, because we are, uh, you know, even in, even, uh, in, among the A to Z sports community, there is some uh, there is some uh, conflicting views, and that's that's fine. Um, I'm not going to I'm not going to hunt people down. I'm not going to shout people down who choose not to get vaccinated. But I do recognize um, that the employers are in a position where they can make your life suck if you do not get it done. So outside of it being my own personal decision for my own personal health reasons that I chose to get vaccinated. Um, if I had not, I would have done it anyway because I wouldn't be allowed in the press box. I wouldn't be allowed to do my job. I couldn't talk to the players in person. I couldn't go in the locker room again. I couldn't have. I couldn't go to co- uh, Mike Frabel's press conferences. I'd have to keep doing them on Zoom. And I'm sure as shit not doing that anymore. So I wanted to get this done um, for personal reasons first and foremost. But professionally, I would have done it anyway for the same reason that the players are having to go through this because it's going to be awful if they do not for them. Uh, so fair or foul? Karen O'Keefe says fair. Donovan says foul. Uh, Josh says fair. Um, let's see. Uh, let us see. Foul for uh, foul for Titans. Kyle, if you're going to bring uh, bring mouth breather takes, at least get it correct, says Dirk Time. I don't think he's talking to me, but that's okay. If they are around fully vaccinated people, why do they need to be vaccinated, says Trevor? Well, uh, the thing is, they are, uh, they are not. Here, here's what I'll say, Trevor, because I understand the feeling of people who who think the rules are a little bit arbitrary. You know what I'm saying? And and Mike Frabel brings up a good point that, and Mike Frabel was on the radio show today, so instead of speaking for Mike, I'll let Mike speak for himself. Um, but the thing that I came away looking at this is that it's, it's tough to impose these things in the facility when all these guys are going to be intermingling at practice. They're not going to keep them separated on the practice field. They It's it's impossible to do. They're not going to ask the teams to do that. But inside the facility, the rules are totally different. So there is an arbitrary nature to this. And I, I get those who are frustrated with, with a system that seems to, you know, largely be making things up as they go. But there is no precedent for this. So, you know, you you understand a little bit. But here, here, here is Mike Vrabel on this subject um, 
when he joined my radio show on 104.5 The Zone today, if you missed any of it, you can hear the full, full interview via podcast, uh, The Buck Rising Show in your favorite podcast app. Mike Vrabel, head coach of the Tennessee Titans on the NFL's vaccination policy. Fell in the NFLPA put out the, the new protocols heading into training camp and heading into the regular season. Um, what stands out to me, Mike, is, is such a stark vaccination, or excuse me, such a stark difference between guys who choose to get vaccinated and those who don't choose to get vaccinated. I, I know that's been something that, um, that you have said. It's, it needs to be easier to be able to get that done for the players. Just, just how big of a, and I know it's a lot on the equipment staff, too, to be able to manage things inside the facility to make sure that everything runs smoothly um, under the new protocols. But, but just how stark a difference and just how much does that change their day-to-day to have to work on two, two different set of rules? Well, I mean, if you're back, I mean, it's not like we're, we're going to, going to separate anybody whatever we have to do we're going to do to make sure that we can coach the team and 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 make sure that whatever we do you know nothing's going to divide this football team that that's my responsibility that's my number one responsibility and um, so we have to make sure that you know we're following the protocols and that we're continuing to educate the players and making sure that they understand what's going to be expected of them you know with or without the vaccine um and what they'll have to do and, and how their day-to-day operations may look differently than ones that are you know, vaccinated versus unvaccinated. But you know, that's – and our operations staff has done an amazing job and getting a new building with new meeting rooms and uh, new team rooms, new defensive meeting rooms. And so, you know, we're excited about that. Um, but you know, we have two weight rooms and you know, we're, we're going to have to follow the protocols as – so that's Mike Frabel on my radio show talking about, you know, regardless of what happens, it's, it's our responsibility not to, not to get players divided. But it does put an increased burden on the coaching staff, on the equipment people, um, and on the players themselves if, they, if the players do not choose to get vaccinated. Now, Mike has told us himself that he is vaccinated, um, but that they are allowing each individual to make their own choice for, for obvious reasons, for the same reason um, that, you know, we have the conversation because we want to, you know, Everybody is everybody's opinions are always welcomed on this show. Now, sometimes I may disagree with you. Sometimes you may disagree with me, but we always, for for the most part, sometimes I pop off on you guys, and and maybe that's maybe that's unfair because I, I do jump the gun every once in a while. But um, you know, we try to keep the conversations respectful, right? And and that's what Mike Vrabel is is trying to do as well to keep the peace, basically, because it 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 is a divisive topic, um, you know, rightly or wrongly. At this point, Mason says, you know, because I said I wasn't going to vax shame anybody um, that I vax shamed uh, Cole Beasley. No, I didn't vax shame Cole Beasley. I said that Cole Beasley is stupid. (laughs) Uh, Cole Cole Beasley's tweets demonstrate a lack of intelligence. Um, That's not that's not vax shaming. That is that is uh, that is my assertion that he appears to display below average intelligence. Um, I, I would say the same thing of Montez Sweat, who was asked about this, the defensive end for the Washington football team. And and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here because I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but he said, you know, I, why would I get the vaccine when I haven't had COVID? Why would I treat COVID if I haven't had COVID? Which is among the dumbest things that I've ever heard in my life because Montez Sweat clearly doesn't know that a vaccine is a preventative ma- measure regardless of disease. As opposed to uh, as, as opposed to 
um, you know, a, a treatment for a disease. So that also incredibly stupid. It's why I really struggle with, you know, talking to players about their vaccination thoughts because a lot of them don't know what the hell they're talking about. And, and that's, and, and, you know, there's a lot of different things that I, that I get uncomfortable with asking athletes be who are prominent and who have big platforms and, and, and have the ability to, to spread, you know, uh, stupidity <laughs> unintentional. And I'm not, you know, uh, and I'm, there are, there are probably reasons why they, they lack that knowledge. And, and that, uh, you know, that, that I have no, I have no grasp on. I don't know what Colby Easley's level of education was. I don't know what Montez Sweat level of, of education was or his retention or, or any of that, or what they majored in in college or whether they've ever been close to an epidemiology class. Right. So, uh, there are, nor I, by the way, like I'm, I'm certainly, if I, if I, was, if I had any kind of medical expert, medical expertise, um, I would say to you, uh, I would, I would probably come off, uh, I would probably go about this from a more informed perspective. So what I would say to you, uh, what I would say to you is, uh, no, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not vax shaming Cole Beasley or Montez Sweat. I'm just saying that they are, uh, they are, they are speaking unintelligently and there's, they're not alone. So I don't want to single them out individually. Those are just the two who've done it most recently. Amy, uh, 12, 28, how many, there's a bunch of twos in there. Amy is saying on Twitter, uh, do we know the percentage of players that are vaccinated? I, I know that it is below 50% in the Titans locker room. I don't know about the total percentage in the league. Um, I don't know that they're, it, that they're required to disclose that information. Um, but at this point, I would say to you that I know the Titans locker room is under 50%. And that's that's not uncommon at this point. I mean, the state of Tennessee, for example, also under 50%, I believe 42, just north of 42% uh, of adults in the state have had at least one COVID shot. So, you, you know, I, it it largely mirrors, the team largely mirrors uh, the state and the state's thoughts on a lot of this. But it's not exclusive to the state of Tennessee. Like Sam Darnold spent, spent a bunch of time in New York and, and comes from Southern California and has and very much said, or and has basically said, you know, it's my decision to make. I'm going to, I'm going to look, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, do my own research and, and make my decision accordingly. But what he's basically said is that, uh, what he's basically said is that he's not getting the vaccine. And Sam Darnold is from uh, West Coast, a product of the West Coast by way of the East Coast, and now finds himself in Carolina. Um, Juicebox says below 50%. Woof. Uh, Karen O'Keefe says, oh, wow, under 50%. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a large margin, um, a large margin of people who are under 50%. So Ruben, Ruben Granado says, so why would I get a vaccine if someone who already, uh, if someone who already had it and you're talking some stupid shit, Buck, you took an experimental vaccine, you're speaking stupid shit, F the vaccine. Well, Ruben, that is your personal opinion. I would say to you uh, that you are not immune if you have had COVID. There have been plenty of, and I'm not here to, again, I'm not here to teach you an epidemiology course. I'm just giving you the basics, uh, the basic science that's out there. You know, it's just, it's common knowledge for everybody to be able to be able to uh, be able to assess if you choose to uh, ignore the information that is provided to you. I'm simply giving you the information that we have seen from the scientists. We are not scientists. Ruben is not a scientist. I am not a scientist. Uh, but what I would say to you is there have been instances of people having COVID. I myself have had COVID. I had COVID in, in, uh, in August. And the science has said that it is, is it indeed possible to catch COVID, certainly with the variants that are going around. Right now, the Delta variant 
is the predominant one. I read up on this every day. Um, you're not immune if you're not immune if you get it. And so the vaccine at this point has above, especially like if you're me and you did your research on which which vaccine that you were taking, Ruben, because I would I, I would think I would say to you, uh, Ruben, you don't you don't you know I, you are again. I'm not I'm not out here shouting you down, Ruben. I'm just explaining to you my thought process. You're the one shouting me down. I'm trying to have a civil conversation because I understand that people have mixed emotions on this, and and it does me no good by by yelling at Ruben or Ruben yelling at me. We're just trying to have a civil discourse about this. So, uh, you know, I I did my research on which vaccine that I got. I uh, I chose the the Pfizer vaccine, the two shot Pfizer vaccine, because that had the highest effective uh, effectiveness rate, which is not the grammatically correct way to say that, but it was the most effective of the vaccines available on the market. And uh, I, you know, I had to go, I had to, I had to go about doing my job again and I had to go about living my life again. And if the vaccine is the route to do that and by, by, according to the scientists, it is proven at this point that it is the best way to go about this thing. Um, then yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that. Alex Bian says, Hey, Pfizer gang, Pfizer gang, gang. That's right. Pfizer. Listen, if, if, if you care about yourself, you go get the Pfizer vaccine, and we had it in spades here in Tennessee because uh, you know a fair amount of a fair amount of people for uh, a variety uh, a variety of different reasons don't want to get it. And again, Ruben, I'm not I'm not yelling at you about it. I'm just saying that I uh, I did not take an experimental vaccine. I took an, a what what is it an emergency vaccine until it gets fully approved by the FDA. Uh, I read up on the side effects. I experienced some of the side effects. And now I am completely in uh, in good health. In fact, I've just had a physical and everything checks out. Even as somebody who had COVID, my lung capacity has not been affected. I am not seeing any kind of effects on uh, on my heart as uh, as some people who have had lingering effects have. And so that I'm quite happy that I did it. And now I am prepared to, to come into training camp and to be able to do in-person interviews uh, with players who are also vaccinated. And it's under 50% right now. So I would imagine that pool of players would be much smaller. Uh, for us to be able to talk to, but such is life. So, you know, Ruben, just just trying to have a respectful conversation with everybody in here tonight, because I understand, you know, people's emotions about the vaccines uh, and and just COVID in general are are strong. So, you know, let's let's continue to have a uh, a a comfortable dialogue rather than you know spouting spouting off in a way that uh, what what good did that do you, Ruben? I mean, maybe you feel better about that. Maybe you don't. I don't know. I just, uh, you know, I want to make sure that we're being respectful of everybody through the course of the, through the course of the show. Can we get off this please? Says Ty. I mean, no, Ty, we can't because this is affecting your football team. It's a, it's a big part of the conversation around your football team. It's going to affect, I mean, hell, it's going to be competitive. It's going to come down to competitive advantage to a certain degree. If guys are not able to function normally within the facility because they are not vaccinated, it's going to affect the coach's ability to do their jobs in teaching in classroom settings. It's going to be, uh, it's going to affect a team's, you know, something as simple as team chemistry, because uh, for example, um, I, I'll say Roger Saffold, because we know Roger Saffold is, is intending to get the vaccine, but he has not yet been vaccinated. So just because we know Roger is not yet vaccinated, let's use Roger as an example. So say Saffold comes into the cafeteria, he wants to hang out with the new offensive lineman, he wants to get to know the, uh, Dylan Radens or Kendall Lamb and, and create chemistry, hence the one in a while, um, and all the other guys are vaccinated, but Saffold is not. Now, they're not. I'm just using Saffold and the rest of the offensive line as an example. Well, Saffold has to sit in the cafeteria by himself, socially distanced. 
and the rest of the guys could eat in the cafeteria at a table together because they are vaccinated. Those are the kinds of things that you don't think make a big deal, but when you're trying to create one unit from many parts, small stuff like that accumulates. Look at your rookie class last year, not having an offseason due to COVID and, and how how far behind they looked without a proper offseason and without the proper you know ability to interact with their teammates and their coaches. It 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 made them feel disconnected, to be sure. So so Ty, I mean, we we can move off it, but it's going to continue to be a conversation um, throughout the course of the decision. Uh, I don't I don't care if you get it, says uh, Trevor, or not, but to corner them in a decision is BS. I mean, you know, I I get what you're saying, um, but them's the rules. You know, I I uh, it, you can either you can either uh, you can either uh, bitch and moan about stuff that's not going to change, or you can find ways to do your job around it. And, and, you know, for, for my, for my personal decision, Mike Vrabel for his personal decision chose to get the vaccine to be able to do our jobs in the best ways humanly possible, because we were, we have been informed and we have been educated as such that this is the best way to go about doing things. And so we have gone about doing them this way. Uh, let's, uh, let's continue the conversation here on A to Z sports prime time, uh, from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. Uh, let's see. Ruben, uh, Ruben says, love the podcast buck, but you're ragging on players for not wanting to take the, you're ragging on players for not wanting to take the vaccine. Is not cool. I'm not ragging on anybody. Uh, Ruben, I'm just saying that the, that the, uh, I'm not ragging on Cole Beasley or Montez sweat, because I assume that's who you're talking about. Um, I, I am saying that the things that they're saying on Twitter are stupid. If they, if, if they, if they quietly, uh, chose to not get the vaccine, and went about their business, and that was, you know, they understood the responsibilities of not getting the vaccine and, and what the what the NFL would have them go through for not getting the vaccine. They 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 don't got to make a stink about it on Twitter, right? But if you're going to make a stink about it on Twitter and get out there with things that are dumb, then yeah, I'm going to rag on you for being dumb. <laughs> like it's it's not that hard. I, I there's plenty of dudes. I you know um. You know what? I'm not going to disclose that because that's not my medical information to disclose. I was going to use an example of a of a player that is not vaccinated who I'm I'm you know I see I see regularly and I uh, and I spend time with and I interact with and and you know he's he's expressed his decision to not get vaccinated and I have been completely accepting of that because I'm vaccinated. I don't, I don't care if he is or not because I'm vaccinated. You know it doesn't bother me. Uh, it's just a risk to him based on the. Uh, Based on the conversation, um, <clears throat> Stephen Haygood, Steve Haygood says you weren't respectful to me when I asked if we needed another defensive lineman. Buck, and I've heard a lot of bad things about vaccine. Maybe not for everybody, but for some, sure. I mean, there's uh, the the female population completely, uh, completely. I understand the the wariness, right, when it comes to fertility, when it comes to uh, when it comes to another things. So, Steve, I don't remember when I wasn't disrespectful about defensive linemen conversation you would have to remind me of what it is that you said and I would probably be able to provide you uh be able to provide you with a reasonable uh with a reasonable um with a reasonable uh explanation as to why I was not respectful to you and and if I was wrong then uh then such is life Luke Corbett says love it controversial topic spikes thing I mean I don't think it's that controversial I think I think people are just bored and they want something to bitch about and if it's not the vaccines it's the man cover or, or something else you know this this just happens to affect all of us in a way um that uh that goes on 
So uh, Junior Campos says, I guess, I guess he did. You're right. Yeah. I mean, I call, I called Cole Beasley and Montez, uh, Montez Sweat dumb because Montez Sweat doesn't, not because Montez Sweat doesn't know, doesn't want the vaccine. Montez Sweat can completely, uh, can choose, choose to do what he does and not get the vaccine. But Montez Sweat can't get in front of a microphone and say, yeah, I'm not getting the vaccine because I haven't had COVID and I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't treat myself for COVID without having COVID. Which is not the purpose of a vaccine. That's just a. That's just a. It's just a. Uh, that's just an idiot thing to say. <laughs> Remember, Buck, three masks are better than one. Says Ruben. Yeah, but no masks for me because baby, I'm vaxxed. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, we'll continue to take your comments, fair or foul, in the comments section. The NFL's. Uh, the NFL's protocols for players who are vaccinated versus unvaccinated. We'll continue the conversation, and then we'll get to uh, some defensive coordinator talk between Vrabel, Shane Bowen, and Jim Schwartz. Here in just a second, you'll hear from the head coach right after I tell you about the fine folks at DraftKings Sportsbook who are trying to get you in on all the action. Let me know in the comments section how you feel, fair or foul, while you guys do that. I'll tell you about my favorite sportsbook app. That's DraftKings Sportsbook. It's America's top-rated sportsbook. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook because it's easy to navigate, plenty of instructions for new bettors, Nearly limitless ways to get in on all the action. That's what they provide to you. You guys have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook using the promo code A to Z Sports. And I know that if you have not tried it, you will as soon as you do. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. Simply download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code A to Z Sports when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Simply bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code A to Z Sports for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Tennessee only, wager paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789. DraftKings Sportsbook in the uh, in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, Buck, please stop coddling these folks. If they choose to be undereducated, then so be it. Keep believing in science and let them do their own thing. I mean, listen, Stacy, I've I have expressed I, I have expressed I think exactly. I, I don't think I'm coddling anybody tonight. I, and I don't you know I don't think. And, and if you guys feel like I'm being patronizing or, or, or coddling at all, you know, feel free to say so. And I, and I will, I will reevaluate the way that I discuss these kind of things. Cause I'm not, I'm not trying to run anybody off with this, right? I'm just trying to have a civil conversation about something that's happened with your football team, uh, within the context of, of something that's going on in everybody's life right now. So, um, not coddling, not, uh, not excoriating, just trying to have, just trying to have a, a civil discourse about something that's happening with the Tennessee Titans and 31 other football teams. Um, being fully vaccinated, says Nick Ewing. Uh, okay, so let's 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 move on from this and let's talk about uh, Vrabel and Shane Bowen and Jim Schwartz, who are all going to be working, uh, all going to be working together uh, to try and coordinate this defense, even though it is Shane Bowen's call at the end of the day, according to Shane. Um, Brad Lipford says, this will be interesting moving forward. Got six weeks of nothing. You better bring it on primetime. Looking forward to baseball this weekend. Go Vols. Uh, <laughs> um, Buck doesn't coddle. He's not a coddler. I, I really am not. Dom knows me. Dom Odell knows me. He's been here from the jump. He understands the vibes around here. 
there is no coddling. There is, uh, you know, there are, there are times when I will come after your ass and there are times when I will, uh, I will try and uh, that I that I will try to be as respectful as humanly possible, and sometimes I'll lose my shit. <laughs> um, so I would say uh, I would say to you that with with Mike Vrabel and with what's going on outside of the vaccine protocols that the NFL is implementing, there is the subject matter of what is going to happen uh, with the defense. Who is going to be the dominant voice, even if Shane Bowen is the man who is supposed to be running things? So the question that I have for you guys is scale of one to 10. How much do you trust Mike Rabel to manage the defense? Now to manage the defense does not imply that Mike Rabel is coordinating the defense. He is managing a great many things as the head coach of this football team. But when I say manage the defense, he's, uh, he is, um, he is responsible for, of course, the, the oversight and the implementation of a, a, of a game plan on a week by week basis, the installation of uh, defensive uh, schemes and themes, for lack of a better term. He is responsible for meeting with the coaching staff as they implement the defensive game plan on a week-by-week basis and being involved in all of the meetings, not just specific meetings. And then he is responsible for delegating, which is what he is doing with Shane Bowen. Shane Bowen coordinates the defense now. This is now Shane Bowen's show. But what was brought in, and I've heard my friend Don Davenport of 3HL talk about this, that it was not necessarily done at at Vrabel's uh, suggestion to bring in Jim Schwartz, but something that Vrabel was open to and he ended up ultimately doing, which is to bring in Jim Schwartz as a senior defensive assistant on this staff. So Jim Schwartz is basically there to be an extra set of eyes on things. He's not he's not going to uh, he's not going to straight up you know he's not here to take over. Uh, Shane Bowen's job, which is what I think many of you would like for him to do, but that's not indeed the case. So when I say, is Vrabel capable or are you confident on a scale of one to 10? Give me your number in the comment section. Um, in Mike Vrabel managing the defense, that's what's that's what I mean when I say manage because he's having to manage several different parts of one unit. Let me know in the comment section across all four social platforms a scale, a number on a scale of one to 10. While you guys do that, I'll remind you about the official real estate agent of the Titans. It's Gary Ashton and the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com. Your dream address without the stress, sell your home for more if you're in the market to do so. Incredible seller's market right now. People are seeing wild numbers, wild increases in their property value, myself included, but I'm not interested in selling right now. Gary Ashton and the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com is the place that you go because you don't sell without the intel and you find your dream address without the stress through the Gary Ashton team. Uh, so a scale of one to 10, how much do you trust Rabel to manage things at this point? Uh, let's see. 10 for Lewis Chesney. John Vargas on Facebook Live says a four. Jim Schwartz says Chris Payton. Yes, Jim Schwartz is not who is managing the defense. It's Vrabel. Nine says Martel. Don't micromanage. So, so Mike, I mean, it depends on how you de- define micromanage, right, Martel? Um, because he, I don't, I don't know that he micromanages. Um, and again, I'm not in these meetings. I, I only, you know, I only understand from a, from a third party perspective and, and hearing what I get to hear about his, about the way that he runs the show inside the building where, where the rest of us cannot see. 
um, and in the meeting rooms. But I do know that he is in every meeting uh, or tries to be in every meeting. He is going around the practice field the entire time, rotating around different positions, giving them different coaching points at every position and working with his staff in that regard. So some would consider that micromanaging Martell, but I think I think that's a necessary part of the job. So to manage is one thing. To micromanage is different. And I think I think there's a fine line, but Vrabel more often than not, except with the exception of with the exception of so there are I mean there's evidence to evidence to say that Mike does micromanage, right? For example, when Wesley Woodyard came on on the radio station that I uh, that I do my show for, he went on with my buddies Jay Martin Ramon, Jason Martin and Ramon Foster uh, from six to ten on the zone. Wesley Woodyard came on and said that Vrabel took over the defense in the AFC Championship game because Vrabel saw some things that Dean Pease did in the regular season game against the Chiefs and didn't like him and thought that he could switch things up. Now, it's important to note that they were holding the Chiefs down by 10 points for the majority of the first half, and the yardage totals were down against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in the in the AFC Championship game. But Mike did make that executive decision to take over the defense in that moment. Some would consider that micromanaging. So it's not like there are no instances of it, but I think more often than not, he is comfortable delegating. Um, listen, all coaches are control freaks. It's just how many of them have the self-awareness to know when to uh, to let go, uh, let go every once in a while. Carlos Ray Reynoso says uh, 10 out of 10. Aaron Goff also a 10. Stephen Crozio a 7. The question is, uh, what we're asking you is, uh, is, how much do you trust Mike Vrabel to manage this defense and this defensive staff? Dom Odell says, I give it a 10. He won't let the defense fail again. It was a personal embarrassment to him. You can tell, yeah, based on his comments at the press conference today. By the way, Reed, producer Reed, a, a round of applause, a golf clap. The U.S. Open is being played right now. So a, a, a golf clap for producer Reed, who has found the video and the audio of me wrecking Mike Vrabel's press conference today. But it wasn't me, and I will sign blame. Here in just a second. But good job out of Reed to get that on the fly. We'll we'll play that for you momentarily. Um, Jason Lewis says his track record isn't the best. It's at a five. Well, here's something that I think, you know, here's something that I here's a here's a look at how Rabel processes things, right? Because he we asked him about this on Tuesday and and how he kind of manages things. This was Mike Vrabel on, as he put it, avoiding avoiding too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, what's up, Coach? I, I wanted to kind of get your take on just the synergy that you guys got with yourself, uh, Jim Hazlitt, Jim Schwartz, as well as, as Shane Bowen, how you guys are able to avoid that that too many chefs in the kitchen concept. How is that working for you guys? I mean, there's a head coach that, um, you know, obviously is going to have the final say in everything we do, but that's the same on offense and defense and special teams. That's 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 my job to make sure that we're doing things that, that we feel like can help us. And from everything that I've seen, that there's there's been support there. And Jim's coaching the inside linebackers, and and Jim Schwartz is is trying to help us throughout the the entire defense and have communication with myself and and Shane and, and the entire staff. And you know, I think the one thing that everybody has to realize is that there's going to be disagreements, right? disagreements between. John Robinson and myself, and we have conversations about him and we communicate. And, um, you know, when you leave, when you leave a meeting, you have to all be on the same page when you, when you go in and give a message to the players and that that's, what's most important. And, and that's, what's critical. And, 
that's what's happened and that's what will continue to happen. So, you know, Mike Ravel saying, yeah, of course we're going to disagree. There's, I mean, there's disagreements with, with myself, Austin and Zach. There's disagreements with, with, uh, you know, I have disagreements with, with Don Davenport and, and, uh, and who's another example of people that I work with. There's disagreement. You guys have disagreements in your workplace with, with coworkers and with uh, employers or employees. Um, but what Vrabel's saying there is absolutely so. You know, it's your job. It's their job. And, and as it is for me and, and you and your positions, uh, when these moments arise, to, to have a civil conversation about it, just as we're doing with the, with the vaccine talk earlier, to have a civil conversation about it, to work through, you know, the pros and cons of, of both sides of things, and then to come up with a unified message. That is the ultimate task of the football team. That is how you manage people. That is how um, – now, now it's, it's one thing to say it. It's another thing to put it into practice, right? Because, you know, a unified message is something that they seem to lack on defense last year, at least as it relates to the way that they were being – the way that communication was going awry, I guess, between the coaches and the players and the players uh, amongst themselves on the field. It's a whole mess. But – uh, I, you know, my answer to that, I would say, you know, Mike Vrabel, Mike Vrabel has only done things to improve the football team since he's been here, uh, improve the Titans since he's been here. Um, you know, I think that Mike understands heading into year four, you know, how to manage this thing and how to manage people, even if, you know, he, like all of us have moments where it gets a little, uh, he gets, he himself gets a little unmanageable. So I, I would, I would say an eight. Uh, on on a scale of one to ten, how much do I trust Mike to manage the situation? You know, I understand that last year people aren't willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, I think more often than not, Vrabel's right about stuff, and I think the the record of the Titans and the success of the team has has kind of borne that out. Uh, second, Adam Wilcox says second year straight of no CMA fest. The Adams family doesn't want to make res- re- renovations to host a Super Bowl. Perfect timing. Um, yeah, I don't think that's happening this year, Adam, but at least the blueprints are out there. The uh, the concept designs are out there, but I don't think that's in the future for this summer because CMA Fest has already passed uh, or would have already passed. Schwartz, touching up on the inside linebacker core is a good here. Need direction, says Carlos. Uh, certainly. Uh, and Jayon Brown not being out there the last couple of days is going to, uh, is going to, uh, is going to have an effect on that, certainly. But uh, we've we've gone long again tonight. Let's uh let's have let's wrap this thing up, shall we? Let's do the Brimac bounce back. Who needs to bounce back in sports this weekend? Who has let you down? Who has had a subpar performance? Who needs to bounce back? Courtesy of our friends at Brimac. Uh, I will have a good nominee here in a second because my initial uh, read. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to scrap. My initial nomination of the Milwaukee Bucks. That's the they're currently playing the Brooklyn Nets in Game Six right now. I should probably uh, I should probably keep tabs on that game as we go along. Bucks currently leading by eleven in the third, as I see it on my screen. So I will change my nominee because Reed has just provided us the content with which to uh, with which to shame me because <laughs> I need to bounce back. I will tell you. Uh, about, I will tell you, I, I want to hear from you. Who needs to bounce back this weekend? Let me know in the comment section on Facebook Live, Periscope, YouTube, and Twitch across sports. You've got NBA, you've got US Open, you've got baseball, uh, you've got, uh, you've got. I mean, you can nominate the the Titans heading into the offseason at this point if you so choose. You can nominate whomever you want. Just nominate somebody. Your Brimac bounce back candidate of the weekend. Let me know across the four social platforms while you guys do that. I will tell you 
about our friends at Brymac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com, satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. They will put you in a position to succeed. They will help you get in your comfort zone this summer. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac Mechanical, Brymac.com. They present the bounce back each and every Thursday. Here on the primetime show. Who needs to bounce back? Uh, Stacey Wells says the Atlanta Braves big time. Man, they stink. <laughs> Brian Snicker is, is hanging on to his job for dear life. And uh, and I sometimes I, I, I don't understand how. Uh, I, I don't understand how he is still around because the Braves, the they are just, they are a disappointment day after day at this point heading into the summer, and I, uh, I, I, I would be frustrated. You, you at least have the Hawks to make up for it if you're an Atlanta sports fan. Um, but good God, the Braves are bad right now. St. Louis Cardinals pitching, says Lewis Chesney. Dom Odell says Joel Embiid. Yeah, the way they blew that lead to the Hawks last night. So, so bad. Luke Corbett says, your vacation is almost here. You're about to bounce back. That is correct. I will be off on Sunday and Monday. I will be off radio tomorrow. Monday and Tuesday. So yeah, I'm going to get a nice little long weekend and then we'll come back with great effort and great energy for the primetime show on Tuesday night and the radio on Wednesday. Um, but I, I do need to bounce back, Luke. You're right, because my Brymac bounce back candidate is me. Now, I won't say, you know what? To hell with that. It wasn't my fault today. And and I am I am not willing to take responsibility for this as all. Well. I'll explain to you what happened. The Brymac bounce back candidate is one of my exceptional producers, except today he was not so exceptional. The Brymac Bounce Back Candidate Producer Reed is not Producer Reed. It is Producer Lucas. And you can at him, Reed, when you put out the tweet of this conversation. Lucas Panzeca needs to bounce back because he was the reason that my radio show interrupted Mike Vrabel's press conference earlier today. Here's that audio. Hey Mike, um, wondered uh, in terms of uh, players getting vaccinated, um, I know you've mentioned maybe at some point, uh, you know, you try to give them as much information as possible. Did you end up bringing anybody in, you know, medical expert or, or anything along those lines? And, and also what was your message to players in regards to vaccination as they left? Do you urge them to get vaccinated or do you pretty much leave it completely up to them and, and not offer, you know, opinions one way or the other? Well, I mean, I think that this is a, um, you know, certainly something that's become a large you know, focal point. You know, I think what's important is that the education is there, the communication is there, and we have had multiple conversations with them and no. had people um, talk to them. Just to kind of. So, I know, Buck, everybody knows you have a radio show. We don't need to hear it on the press conference. Now, uh, Reed, damn it, Reed, now Reed needs to bounce back because you didn't include the funny part at the end. Reed, man, there was the perfect follow-up from Rex Road on that, and we left it out. Now I'm disappointed in two of my three producers. You guys are letting me down all over the place. I'm upset about that. Reed, it, you, you've got, I'll tell you this, Reed, you got, you got three minutes to send me the fuller version of, with Joe Rex Rhodes, uh, with Rex Rhodes interaction with Vrabel after that, because that's the best part. Reed, come on now. Now Lucas is a bounce back candidate. Uh, and and uh, Reed, I love you, but come on. <laughs> Man, 
I need the, I need the full clip. Now we can't get the comedic payoff at this point. Damn it, Reed. That wasn't even that bad, says Alex BN. Yeah, so here's what happened. Um, Junior Campos says, as it is, Vrabel doesn't like you. He, did, he didn't like me in that moment. That's okay. But what, what followed softens that a little bit. So, Reed, like I said, you're, you're on a timer. I'm not going long tonight to bail your ass out. But if you can do it, and I believe in you, we will, uh, we will, we will be able to salvage this bit. So here's what happened because I need to, I need to bounce back. But now Lucas and Reed need to bounce back. So I, I had Vrabel on the radio show at 11:30. Um, he joined, he came on the radio show with me before he did his 12:30 media availability. So the radio show's rolling along after Vrabel joins us, and and we've done a good interview with him. And so it gets to be 12.30, and uh, and I, I, I'm i talking to Lucas during the commercial break. I'm like, Lucas, do you want to carry some of Mike's Mike's press conference? Because, you know, there, we, we got about 10 minutes with him, and, and the, the longer media press conference is going to have more information. So do we, do we think it's a good decision to carry the press conference? And Lucas said, yeah, just give me a minute, and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll pull, pull it up and, and broadcast it over the radio. So I continue doing the radio show while Lucas is trying to enter the Zoom from the station's account. So when you enter the Zoom, and those of you who have been working virtually, you understand that if you are not, if your settings are not set to auto mute you as you enter the meeting, your audio will play until you mute yourself. So there's about, you know, there's it's it's 0.2 seconds, I think, that you actually hear me before somebody zaps the mute button. And I don't disrupt the proceedings further, but Lucas was, I was doing the radio show. I was stalling until Lucas was ready to say, was saying in my ear, Hey, Vrabel's up, go to it. So I'm still doing the radio show. Lucas doesn't mute me. I'm doing the radio show for everybody to hear at the press conference. And I have no idea what's going on. So I didn't hear Vrabel get pissed at me because I wasn't physically in the zoom. The zone was in the zoom to carry the show, so Lucas needs to bounce back, and I love him to death. It's it's because everybody was all I, I started sending him my messages because you know, uh, so this is all Lucas's fault, says Quez. Yeah, I mean, listen, I love him to death, he does a fantastic job, but that's what has to when the radio stations like my radio station carries the press conference, it's their own individual Zoom from the station's account so that it can be broadcast. Um, because my settings, I've been in enough of these that I'm on auto mute when I come into the Zoom for exactly that reason, because I don't want to be the asshole. And today I was the asshole, but it wasn't my fault, and nobody will believe me, but that's okay. I didn't even notice that in the press conference. Uh, Has Reed had time to redeem himself? It's coming, he says. You know, Reed, that's okay, buddy. I I, I don't want to stress you out because it's it's time for me to enjoy my vacation. Uh, Here's what I'll say, Reed. You got, you got, I'll give you two more minutes. Two more minutes so we can get the comedic payoff for the people. Um, but what I will say to you is, uh, I, uh, we've done a great show. We have done it with great effort and great energy. Now it is time because the NFL is going on vacation. Uh, your boy is going to go on vacation for a little while as well. No radio for me tomorrow. Uh, it'll be Nick Kale and Braden Gall in for me from 10 to one. Uh, I will not be on Twitter during my vacation. I will not be on prime time until Tuesday night. I will not be on the radio until Wednesday. And I will take a, you know, a summer vacation is here for the NFL, which means this is my time to take some time. So, uh-oh, Reed has delivered. So what I will say to you is I, as I get this audio and video from Reed and, uh, and upload it into the system for the fine folks 
so that we can get the comedic payoff. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe the maybe the punchline won't be as good because I've overexplained the joke at this point. But I I believe that the bit is incomplete without the full audio because Mike Vrabel, you know, Mike Vrabel looked pissed initially, and then we made him smile. So I will I will say to you that uh, that I appreciate you guys spending your time with me as much time as you do on the primetime show on the six one five sessions podcast on on the uh, the radio show as well across the social media networks that we do this show on. Thank you as always for your participation. I appreciate it greatly. Um, and all of the uh, so he's finally tired, says Quez. You know what? I'm Brad Lifford says not tired yet. God bless Buck. Here's what I'm going to say. Uh, I'm not playing the Mississippi Mass Choir on the way out the door. I'm not going to do it because you know what? Damn it. I am tired. <laughs> I'm tired as hell and I want a break. I'm going to take this break. So on the way out the door, there will be no Mississippi Mass Choir. Instead, it will be Mike Vrabel ripping my ass. I'll see you guys next week. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, and thank you, as always. I really do appreciate it. Hey, Mike, um, wondered uh, in terms of uh, players getting vaccinated, um, I know you mentioned maybe at some point, uh, you know, you try to give them as much information as possible. Did you end up bringing anybody in, you know, medical expert or, or anything along those lines? And, and also, what was your message to players in regards to vaccination as they left? Do you urge them to get vaccinated or do you pretty much leave it completely up to them and, and not offer, you know, opinions one way or the other? Well, I mean, I think that this is a, um, you know, certainly something that's become a large you know, focal point. You know, I think what's important is that the education is there, the communication is there, and we have had multiple conversations with them. And no. had people um, talk to them. Just to kind of. So, I know, Buck, everybody knows you have a radio show. We don't need to hear it on the press conference. Oh, yeah. All right, wait. Sorry, I was just going to rip on Buck and then I mess up my mute button. Uh, but we still need Don't to worry. reject Buck. Joe, Joe, let me handle uh, ripping on Buck. Yeah, no, yeah, you're probably better than I am at that. Um, 